Welcome to this interview from the Arctic Frontiers Conference 2013. At the conference in January, we spoke with attendees, speakers, and members of the Young Scientists Forum about their work, their hopes, and their concerns for the future of the Arctic. This series is a joint effort of the Arctic Frontiers Conference, the Geopolitics in the High North Program, and the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries. In this interview, I spoke with Alexei Pavlov. Alexei is currently the director of APEX, the Association of Polar Early Career Scientists, based in Tromsø, Norway. I spoke with Alexei about his background, his plans for the future of APEX, and the importance of bridging the gap between the observational and theoretical sides of Arctic science. Before we begin, I'd also like to thank the band LOAS for permitting us to use the music that you'll hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. Hi, Alexei. Thanks a lot for talking with me today. Uh, could I ask you to start off by introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm currently a director at the uh, Association of Polar Early Career Scientists, APEX, and uh, based here in Tromsø, northern Norway. Uh, and uh, I started this position uh, in June t- 2012. But before, uh, I had an ex- uh, a background in oceanography, and I got my degree at the Arctic and Antarctic Research Institute in St. Petersburg, Russia. Well, and uh, I've been working a lot uh, with the Arctic and uh, on Svalbard in particular. Your role at Apex is new in the last couple of years. Uh, Have you got any interesting plans for the organization in the near-term future? Well, at the moment we have many activities that are going on and we definitely continue them. But uh, at the same time, as you see, the, the Arctic is changing, and in general, polar regions are changing. And in, under these circumstances, we always try to, to sort of predict the, the future, at least the, the nearest, so that we are actually able to adapt to, uh, to the new uh, conditions and able to provide, uh, well, relevant, in, in our case, it's uh, relevant training, uh, skills enhancement, uh, career development, education and outreach, and science communication. How about your own career? Has it been a pretty linear path through research to Apex, or have you taken any uh, unusual steps along the way? Well, I, I would say that uh, during the research uh, career, it was quite quite straight. I, I had some... Um, unusual decisions say in the in the high school but this was in the past but i think in general the major unexpected step was uh, this transition from uh, from pure science as i i was considering myself as a dedicated scientist well i'm still a scientist but uh, i mean and this transition to to administration job mm-hmm. which of course is different but with me which means that there are new challenges and uh, new opportunities to learn things and in general it's uh, it's a rewarding job when when you imagine a sort of optimal future arctic if i can say that what does it look like to you and what role do you think apex could play well first of all i i could say that of course it's the it's a very difficult question and uh, there are too many factors that could uh, just come up uh, unexpectedly 
And uh, I just say a couple of words because uh, I was lucky to be a part of the Emergent Leaders program this year, uh, just for uh, two days before the conference. And this was one of the challenges, tasks we, we got as a, as a team. So what, what the future of the Arctic is going to be by 2050. And uh, I think in general that um, the consensus we had is that uh, it's going to be, well, of course, a place for international cooperation, peaceful, where sustainable development strategies are in place. And of course, where all stakeholders, including, of course, indigenous people, have a dialogue. I think that's that's the general, uh, well, ideal future Arctic. Uh, but uh, regarding the Apex role, I think Apex could play a, a really important role here. Because if we say, if we are talking about Arctic governance or cooperation and the decision making, those people that are going to make those decisions in the in the future, those are now early career scientists. And I think the one of the key points here is the of course the education and training. And if we're talking about education, it's both. It's a traditional traditional graduate programs, secondary education, and of course those things that you you don't necessarily get through for them and what Apex is good at. Mm -hmm. I mean, education, outreach, um, science communication, and skills enhancement, mm -hmm. career development. Yeah. And in your work with Apex, you're talking with young researchers in a lot of different disciplines. When you talk with them and when you listen to their presentations and so on, are there any important elements that you think are missing from these dialogues? Well, science-wise, I think that still cooperation between um, observationist community and uh, modelers, this is something w what is missing. And I think this is something that should be emphasized in order, because, I mean, we know that climate predictions are all dependent on uh, right description of the processes. And this is something what is missing, for example, or not well represented for the Arctic and Antarctica, for, for polar regions in general. So I think this is something that should be discussed if we are talking about science. But, uh, and of course, since I'm representing Apex, I, uh, I think uh, that uh, there could be more dis discussions or conversations about the, the need to, to raise the new, new generation of early career scientists that again, that are able both to do research and uh, and outreach and uh, just tell the general public what what are they doing and why it is important. Now, you're based in Tromsø anyway, so this conference is next door for you. But I'm curious as to what you see as the value of Arctic Frontiers anyway. Um, what makes this conference special? Well. I think that Arctic frontiers, well, of as, as, as you know, that is growing every year. And this year is, uh, is just uh, an exceptional with all the ministers and the ambassadors and, and just amount of participants. But in general, I think what makes um, Arctic frontiers unique is that it is a um, right combination, right balance between policy, 
and science and how policy could interact together. I think this is important both for politicians to to understand that some of well most of them of their decisions are made based on science or scientific uh, findings but on the other side also to show scientists that they actually could could reach uh, decision makers and uh, well underst- could understand that they are not just doing research because they they like it but there should be or could be some practical output mm-hmm. as well Thanks for joining us for this interview. You can hear others from this series on iTunes or via our websites, arcticfrontiers.com and thearcticinstitute.org. The music you've heard at the beginning and end of this interview is from Loess, from their album Wind and Water. You can hear more samples of their music or purchase their albums on iTunes. Just search for their name, which is spelled L-O-E-S-S. Thank you.